greetings to those who watch below. Today's video is our monthly roundup of those paranormal stories that will give you chills. But before we start, I'd like to say a massive thank you and give a huge shout out to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shout outs at the start of every video. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Jess Black Curtain, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and a very, very special thank you to our new member, Christina Groves. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the stories. He was a ghost, at first, by Lulu333. When I was around seven or eight, I saw a ghost in an underpass while in London with my mum. Since that day, I have come across something which makes me wonder the true nature of what I saw. I'm no longer sure that he was a ghost. It's possible he was something else. I'll explain. Firstly, for those who don't know, an underpass is a small tunnel that usually runs under a busy road, where there is no bridge or traffic lights allowing pedestrians to cross the road. They're all the same, covered in graffiti, rubbish usually, bit smelly, faulty lights or just dimly lit. In a lot of them, lights will be broken altogether here and there. I was used to these tunnels, as was everyone else, as they are very common. Anyway, to what I saw that day. There were a good amount of people around, coming and going on their way. Nothing strange. Out of the blue, I got a panicky feeling that I couldn't ignore. Things just didn't feel right. We continued walking. I could see the people ahead coming towards us, but the light wasn't brilliant, so at first you couldn't make out things like facial features. All I know is I felt in danger and was becoming more alert to who was around. Soon enough, I spotted them and the bad feeling skyrocketed inside me. It was an elderly lady, and a young, let's say robust, boy. They came into a battleit area as they passed, and I got a clear look. The old lady had longish grey hair, a little bit matted, and a small kind of smile on her face, but a very determined look. She didn't look around or anything, just continued straight ahead. It was the boy companion that made my little head spin. As soon as he was in view, I saw that he had no eyes, just black holes where his eyes should be. Needless to say, the bad feeling I had intensified drastically. But the worst thing, what shook me right up, as soon as I'd noticed the fact that he was eyeless, he turned his head and looked straight at me. At this point I got upset. Mum asked, what's wrong? And I explained. She turned and said she couldn't see anyone like I described, and to hurry up. Now, he could have been an ordinary kid, had an accident of some kind, been blind, all that, and I'm aware that contact lenses that are all black do exist and so on. However, I am the only one who reacted to his unusual appearance. No one around me seemed to notice the pair or bat an eyelid. I'm all for not staring at someone who looks a bit different out of politeness and everything, but everyone has reactions, even subtle ones. People at least look or notice and there was honestly zero reaction from anyone. My mum should have seen them when she turned to look, but she didn't. I know a lot of people will point out my age and the location, but I have never really had any fear of those tunnels previously. As I say, they are common. Even the poor light wasn't an issue, as they are never pitch black or anything. Or my overactive imagination, but I'm certain. Hence, up until recently, it's always been an experience I share whenever the subject of ghosts arises. However, as stated, 
I am now in some doubt as to whether this was a ghost encounter. I have since learned about the BEP phenomena and read many encounters online. BEP stands for black-eyed people. They seem to be average men and women at first glance, i.e. normal body, hair, clothes, but the eyes are all black, and their behaviour can set them apart. There have been many, many sightings. Some think they are aliens, others demons. They have even been compared to vampires, as in a lot of black-eyed people's stories, or black-eyed children's stories, they will turn up at people's houses, asking to be let in, and don't seem to be able to enter without permission. I have no clue what they are. In a lot of cases, they try to touch people, and always give off this aura of evil. Eyewitnesses often state having a terrible feeling come over them, i.e. panic and sensing evil or danger, and the person who sees them at the time is totally alone in witnessing them. Everyone around the eyewitness goes on with their business, never noting the BEP's presence among them. Since learning of these BEP's and reading other stories, I have to count the similarities to my own stories, as in the feeling of danger I got even before seeing the boy, the fact that no one around me noticed at all, and as for the eyes, eyes I always believed were not there, were they in fact simply black eyes. I'm pretty sure that I simply confused no eyes for pitch black eyes that day. Therefore, I'm more inclined to say the boy in the tunnel was not a ghost as I had believed for many years, but one of these black eyed people. Seventeen fifties horror home in historic Massachusetts by Virulent Peach. My mum and my stepdad married just one years ago, but we have known him for many years, since I was five. When we met him, he had just moved into town with his now ex-wife and son, and purchased an old home located in a remote part of town. It was one of the oldest homes in the area, having been built in the 1700s by a sea captain, and had been passed down through that family for the next 200 years. When my stepdad purchased it, it had been deserted for many years and was in poor condition, yet with significant renovations, it looked good as new. The house was L-shaped, with the main part of the home being the original two-storey construction, and then a separate one-floor addition on the back of the house, which contained the living room, kitchen, back office room, and a bathroom was added in the 1800s. The first time I visited the house, my stepdad took us on a tour. The newly remodeled living room and kitchen were beautiful, with new wooden floors and a large fireplace. This part of the home had a distinctly warm ambience, that atmosphere instantly changed when we entered the oldest part of the home, toward the front. I cannot explain what was different or why I felt anxious, and I cannot point to anything tangibly distinct about that part of the house that justified that feeling. Still, a feeling of anxiousness originated deep inside of me, and every hair on my body stood on end, especially in the upstairs hallway, and near the staircase, which was narrow, claustrophobic, and with a very low ceiling and the whole front and upstairs of the house just felt... dark. Even with many windows around, it felt shrouded in darkness. The floors were of very dark wood, and most of the walls were either painted blue or crimson. At the time, I wrote it off as my nerves getting the better of me, and having read too many ghost stories in my spare time. Still, there was something inexplicably creepy about parts of the house. Everywhere I went, I felt that there were entities that I could not see staring me down with a menacing gaze. I was afraid to open any doors because of the innate feeling 
there would be something right behind them, waiting to jump out at me. I felt exactly the same way turning corners into other rooms, and I felt as if I was going to be grabbed from behind by something unseen. It was like I just knew there was something there, and it was aware of, and anticipating, my presence. Everywhere I went in the front part of the house, I felt like I was being followed or chased. If I was in the front part of the house with another person, and they left to go into the back of the house, the only area where there was any relief from this sensation, I would run as fast as I could after them. Being left alone in that part of the house felt like I was exposed and in danger. I visited the home probably once a week as a child, as my stepdad was then a good family friend. My now stepbrother is the same age as me, so we often played around the house and in the backyard. He never seemed to be afraid of the house, and always wanted to venture off into parts of it that I was uncomfortable going into. I remember specifically one time we were playing hide-and-seek, and he must have figured I would not feel comfortable searching upstairs. I searched the entire downstairs hoping to find him, hoping that I would not need to even go upstairs. Finally, I heard a rustling sound from the closet located under the stairs. I opened the door and shouted, Found you! But to my shock and horror, there was no one there. The closet was almost empty, with the exception of one or two jackets. I knew for a fact I had heard a noise coming from there. Too shaken to venture upstairs by myself, I asked my stepdad to come upstairs with me and search for his son. As we were climbing the stairs, I heard a noise from the upstairs hallway, as if someone had bumped into the wall. I ran around the corner expecting to see my stepbrother, but he was not there. All that there was was an old rocking chair, which was slowly rocking back and forth on its own with the sound of someone humming to themselves. There was no window nor draught, and no one sitting in the chair. I suddenly felt short of breath, and felt as if there was someone right beside me breathing down my neck. I knew there was something there that I could not see. I remember flailing my arms in all directions, as if trying to swat whatever it was away, but there was no physical manifestation of this presence, and that horrified me. I screamed and ran downstairs, and bumped right into my stepbrother, who came out from hiding under the sofa in the downstairs back room. As I clearly had not been able to find him, he got sick of waiting and ended the game. This was the very last time I went upstairs by myself for many years. About a year later, due to my antisocial tendencies as a child, my mother insisted I sleep over at the house so I could learn to make better friends with my stepbrother. The thought of staying overnight in the house petrified me, especially given that at the time my stepbrother's room was upstairs. The entire night leading up to bedtime, there was no other worldly activity. They made me a nice dinner, we watched TV and music videos in the back of the house, and I felt content and at peace. This feeling, nice as it was, was short-lived. I begged them to let me sleep on the sofa in the back room, even though it would have meant I would be alone in that part of the house. But they insisted I sleep upstairs, because all the bedrooms were upstairs, and it would make it easier to check on us if we needed anything. Also, there were two twin-sized beds in the room, so it made the most sense in terms of sleeping arrangements. I protested and protested, but with no success. I begrudgingly accepted that I would have a night of terror. As I was being put to bed, I remember seeing my stepdad's ex-wife shut the door to the upstairs bedroom, right at the top of the stairs, and turn out the light. 
Surprisingly, I fell asleep quickly, but did not stay asleep. I woke up in the middle of the night and immediately noticed the room was much darker than it should have been. Usually, even at night, once your eyes begin to adjust, you can see what is around you and sense the lights coming in from the moon outside. My eyes just could not adjust and the darkness was overwhelming. I immediately could sense that there was something in the room with me that I could not see and I could hear deep breathing sounds emanating from the darkness. I turned and looked over to my stepbrother's bed, and he was not there, which meant I was actually alone, and he wasn't the one making noises. I heard footsteps in the upstairs hallway, and assumed that my stepbrother had gotten up to use the bathroom, and would be right back. What felt like an eternity passed, and he did not return to the room, I hid my head under the covers, trying to hide from whatever unseen entity was there, but eventually I got so scared that I got out of bed and darted down the stairs at full speed, in the dark, trying to get away from whatever was there. I distinctly could tell I was being followed, as I heard thump, thump, thump down the stairs behind me, as if there was someone following closely behind me and breathing right down my neck. I ran through the downstairs hallway, through the old dining room, and was ready to cross into the back of the house and slam the door behind me and turn all the lights when I ran right into the door. That door was never kept closed, so I was not expecting it to be shut, and I could barely see it was there. The sound immediately woke up my stepdad, who turned on all the lights and ran to me in a panic, checking to see if I was injured. I was hyperventilating and panicking, shouting that there was someone in the house who was following me and chasing me. I could barely get the words out. He assumed I meant an intruder, and checked every corner of the house, top to bottom, and found no one. Still, seeing how panicked I was, he allowed me to sleep on the downstairs sofa for the rest of the night. As I got older, I became less afraid of the house, but I still refused to be alone upstairs, and the feeling of there being people or entities surrounding, following and watching me never subsided. Other times I heard sounds coming from other parts of the house, even when no one was there. Music playing that had no source, and sounded like it was from a past era. Voices calling out mine and other people's names, footsteps, and items being banged around and knocked off tables. I never investigated the sounds, and whenever I would point them out to another person, they would stop. Everyone was convinced it was all in my head, and I was the only person hearing the noises. They moved out of the house when I was about 12, and the owners that bought it next lived there until 2016. When the house was on the market in 2016, the realtor had an open house, and anyone could come by and walk through it. I walked through the entire house. It had been remodelled, and the walls were now all painted white, and the windows had been replaced and were now much more larger and modern. Somehow, these modifications made the home feel less menacing. I could still sense a presence, but it did not feel as menacing. I wandered away from the tour group, and stood upstairs in the hallway, held out my arms, and said aloud, if there's anyone here, reveal yourself to me. Nothing happened, and I honestly didn't expect it to, but I felt a slight breeze whisk by my face down the hallway, causing the curtain on one of the windows to rustle, and it was gone as quickly as it came. In that moment, I felt as if whatever presence was there had recognised me from childhood, and was affirming to me, finally, that it was not going to harm me, 
it felt like closure. After a recent conversation with my stepbrother, he admitted he felt the same things I did when in the upstairs of the house, but that he had tried to pretend to be brave and never made his experiences known, but that eventually the presence felt too strong and menacing, then he moved his bedroom to the downstairs back office. My stepdad's ex-wife also moved her room downstairs, both due to the feeling of a sinister presence and the dissolution of their marriage. My stepdad claims he had no experiences in the house, but he said he felt a chilling feeling upstairs, where hairs stood on end. He attributes it, though, to social conditioning, and the expectation that a house of that age would have spirits. He is not a believer, and refuses to reconsider his stance. It was incredibly validating to hear that I was not the only one experiencing this, because for years everyone had pretended I was, and no one believed me. It turns out that they had experienced many of the same things I did, but did not want to tell me at the time, because they did not want to scare me. We still communicate with my stepdad's ex-wife. She is a good friend to this day. She confided some of her own experiences. One time she was downstairs late at night, and heard the sound of someone, or something, tumbling down the stairs. She ran in a panic, assuming my stepbrother had fallen, but when she got to the stairs, there was nothing there. She says this was, by far, the most unnerving experience she had in the house. Another time, after she had moved her bedroom downstairs, she heard footsteps coming into her room from the front hallway, and the sound of a marble rolling across the floor. The sounds were right in front of her, but she could not see anything there. In the morning she searched for anything that could have made the rolling sound on the floor, but there was nothing. No marble, pen, pencil or coin. These experiences stay with her, even to this day. There is a legend that about 150 years ago, a woman was murdered by her husband on the staircase, who came from around the corner and pushed her down the stairs in the middle of a heated argument. This story has neither been confirmed nor denied. Hunchback Ghosts by Markle My experience occurred about three years ago, when I was 24. I was working at a facility for mentally disabled individuals where one of the residents had previously died. The people who worked the overnight shifts at my job used to tell stories about seeing the resident's ghost. I personally didn't believe in ghosts prior to this. Three years in, I switched to the overnight position. A few months in, I was relaxing on the couch watching TV at about three in the morning. We usually settle down to nap ourselves at this time. Wide awake, I decided I'd give Lane down a shot. I got up, turned off the light, and walked to the couch. When I sat on it, I instantly looked up at a shadow man that was hunched over peering at me. The second he saw I was looking at him, he turned and walked away. Frozen in fear, I knew what I had just witnessed was not my eyes playing tricks on me. After about five seconds of being petrified, I fumbled to open my phone and shine the flashlight where the man just stood. This man was short, around five foot two, and heavy set. Keep in mind, I had never met the man who previously died. I was used to getting attacked by mental patients at the job, so my bravery was at an all-time high at that period in my life. Still scared, I peered into the kitchen where he was standing, and nobody was there. In fact, he had walked toward a part of the kitchen where he wouldn't have been able to escape from. I checked on my co-worker, 
who was fast asleep on a couch in a different room. I didn't want to wake her, so I turned on all the lights besides the one in her room and lay on my couch, wide awake and scared. When she woke up, I told her what I had seen. The scary part was, I didn't even finish describing him before she finished describing him. That's when I knew that maybe those ghost stories were true after all. The one thing that she was surprised about though was that he was hunched over. I quit that job two months after this occurred, with this not being the primary reason, but it pushed me to actually get a job in the field I wanted to work in. Fast forward to yesterday. We're staying at my girlfriend's childhood home for the next week to celebrate Easter with her family. My girlfriend's father, who was about the same height as the ghost I had seen three years ago, had died before I met him. Well, it was late at night, and I thought I may have seen a hunched over man in the hallway. It happened quick, and I thought it may have been my eyes playing tricks on me. I didn't tell anyone because I wasn't sure that it was significant. This man wasn't close, and it's quite possible it indeed was my eyes playing tricks on me. However, just before writing this, I'm sitting on their couch at half twelve in the morning, scrolling through social media. They have this mirror that peers into the room I'm in, and the light in my room shines directly at the mirror and glares back at me. Something just blocked the light, long enough for it to flicker in my peripheral. Again, I'm hoping that this was just another trick, but this one put a good fear in me. I Saw Ghosts as a Child by Chesscat I grew up in a house which was haunted. Looking back, I feel it was more of a portal than a haunting by one entity. My family consisted of my brother and I, and our mother and father. My brother is slightly older than me, and I didn't know at the time, but learned many years later that he too laid in bed at night, absolutely petrified. He also heard the rapid running up the stairs. I would lay in bed, unable to move and hardly breathe through sheer fear. I knew everyone was in bed, yet sure enough there was that horrible sound of somebody running very quickly up the stairs. It was horrible. Sometimes the house would be fine for periods, but then suddenly the atmosphere would change. It was like this heavy veil would drop on you. It seemed to be that particular parts of the house were the scariest. The hallway, the stairs, and the upstairs landing. Our parents would have to shout cuckoo to us if we ever had to venture upstairs. Even in the day, it was that bad. Visitors to the house, but especially children, were also afraid of going up the stairs. The reason I describe the house as a portal is because of what I saw and felt. Now, despite all the horror endured there, and being so afraid that I dare not breathe hardly, my ghost experience was not frightening at all. I think that's because the two were very separate things entirely. Anyway, when I was about six years old, I had woken from a very frightening nightmare, which was a typical thing, and left my room to go into my parents' bedroom. The stairs were right outside my door to the right, and my parents' room was to the left. Instead of turning left, I looked down the stairs. I will describe what I saw. Five people were coming up the stairs, but they were not actually using their feet to climb the stairs. They were walking in their own space and on their own ground, which can only be described as like a projection. The five people were walking side by side, and could no way have fit in the stairs like that. 
They were all dressed in peasants' clothing, and by all accounts were peasants like from the Middle Ages. There was one woman, one boy, and the others were men. There was also a dog running at their side. The boy had a drum strapped to his front and was banging it. All of them were very happy, celebrating. I stood there as a little girl and watched them. They weren't looking at me. They didn't even know I was there. I often think of that moment, and this feeling like time had stood still. They were not making any noise, even though it looked like they should have been, and the silence was absolutely deafening. When I go back in my head to that moment, I can still feel that unearthly silence, but not in any way afraid. After a short while of watching, I turned around and went into my parents' room. My mum said that she remembers me telling her about seeing the people coming up the stairs. I do believe those people were in their own dimension, as I was in mine. Perhaps it was an event that happened on the grounds hundreds of years ago, such as the Peasants' Revolt. Perhaps it was a glimpse of my own past life. All through my life I have had supernatural experiences, but none like that, which is a blessing because I was a child. As an adult, I think it would have been scarier. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. On Friday we are going to be continuing our tour of the US, so make sure to pop down in the comments which state you'd like to see next. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. It really, really helps me out so, so much. So, until next time, sleep tight.